We're all told that leaders need to eat last, but most leaders are needlessly starving themselves, and it's wrong. Listen in to hear how to be a proper leader and make sure you get to have something to eat. Welcome to the show. Five, four, three, two, one, lift off. Two women, one mission to break through the BS of business, money, and mindset so you can live the life you desire and deserve sooner. Join Pauline Longdon and Ray Brent as they keep breaking through the BS. Buckle up and hold on to your aura. Enjoy the ride. G'day listeners, this is Pauline Longdon and Ray Brent and welcome back to Breaking, Breaking Through, through the, the BS. That is so fun to say. I love it. I love it. Yep. Never get tired of, of saying it. <laughs> no, that's for sure. Alrighty, Ray. How are you doing anyway? Yeah, good. Looking forward to today's episode, Pauline. Yeah, it's taking us back to our military roots. Oh, <laughs> that's roots in Australia, not roots in America. Well, I don't know. Just let's say tree roots, not anything else, because we're Aussies and we've got a dirty mind, so... Um, so today we're going back to our military roots and we're going to be talking about leadership. And I know that we spoke about leadership in episode, what was it? Number two. Yeah. Ne- one of the num- first ones. Yep. So when we were talking about faux leaders and all, all of uh, the stuff that people are told to do as leaders, but it doesn't even work. And it's usually told, you know, like lead from the front and things like that. Today we've got a, um, Another thing that's like bandied around and um, Simon Sinek wrote a a book about it and he said that uh, I think the title was Leaders Eat Last and when that book came out there was like a flurry of activity on Facebook, you know, a lot of people saying, oh, that's it, I'm a leader, I'm going to be eating last, but they don't understand what that even means, you know, it's not you know, not metaphorical, it's not, um, you know, that you're going to look after your, your work, workers first and then put yourself last and sacrifice yourself for others. Um, yeah, you're not going to be a martyr. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, unless your name's Tom and then Tom Martyr is a pretty good name, but or doesn't matter. But um, with leaders eating last, we actually know the practical application of that and how it actually works instead of having this like metaphorical, like, I don't know, abstract idea thing that people want to uh, follow. So, Rain, I want to dispel that BS today on this show about yeah, why leaders eat last. So, as we've said in the past, there is a misguided idea that leaders need to lead from the front and that they never expect others to do what they wouldn't do. Well, we have been leaders in situations where life and limb have been on the line and I would say that that kind of leadership is BS because I was an officer and Ray was a, a sergeant, right? So she was a senior, what they call a senior NCO, which is a non-commissioned officer. And so whether we like it or not, we actually have a role to play and it doesn't always mean being out where the guts and the glory are. But sometimes officers and senior NCOs will put themselves there um, and they'll take the place of other people who are better trained than them. We saw that a lot, didn't we, Ray, yeah, on, on, on operations. operations and deployments. Whereas, a, you know, a major would go into a lieutenant's position just so they could go and get the 
we call it a gong, but so that they could go get home, their medals, get their medals, and and make it look like you know in their twenty year uh, career they actually did something instead of you know being a, a paper pusher. But not that being a paper pusher is bad. It's just the role that they need to do, and as a leader, they need to do that job so that the people below them can do their job. So, if you actually try to lead from the front and take someone else's position that is better trained than you, then not only do you endanger your life, but you endanger the life of everyone else. Now, that's the wartime situation and application of that, right? Yeah. But it happens in everyday life and in business as well. When you have managers who do not allow their their um, workers or their employees to do their job. Yeah, the ones that are specialised in different tasks. Exactly. So we're talking about micromanagement here. As a copywriter, I, I experience this um, from time to time, not, not as frequently as I used to, like when I was a, a beginning copywriter or a, a junior copywriter. I would have people look over my copy and think that they could improve it, <laughs> improve it, and then they'd change words and then the copy would suck and then they'd blame me, but that wasn't the copy that I wrote. So... Um, That is a really great example of someone who's not trained to the same capability or level as someone like myself as a copywriter changing my work because then they can say technically, oh, they wrote that, which again is about the ego and the accolades rather than it going to the copywriter. But as a copywriter, a lot of the time the kind of work that I do is like a ghostwriter. I don't don't, um, pursue any accolades or... Awards. No, you're the you're their secret weapon. Make them. I'm happy them. to be the secret weapon because that suits my anonymous lifestyle pretty well. You know, famously anonymous. The people that I need to know about me know about me, and other people, you know, they know me for different things like your jewelry and your jewelry, podcasting, and everything else like that. But a lot of people don't ever get to see my copy because um, I'm a secret weapon and I'm covered by um, non-disclosure agreements everywhere. So I can't even say, even if I wanted to, I can't say to people who I've actually worked for. But getting back to this, um, when you have managers and and so-called leaders, and I'm happy to call them faux leaders because they are not real leaders, uh, that get in the way of other people who know how to do the job, but then they get in there, that's where where things, as we would say in the military, go pear-shaped. And uh, that that is never a a pretty thing at all to experience. So the thing with leaders is you have a job to do. Your people have jobs to do. They are trained to do those jobs. Let them do their jobs. Because, I mean, if you're helping someone in the office do their job, yet you're the leader and being paid manager wages, then you're actually doing, what, a, a $10, $15 an hour job and you're just you will become the bottleneck in that whole operation. So why even have employees if you think you can do better than everyone else? Well, that's it. And that's where it comes into doing what you're best at doing Mm -hmm. and allowing other people who are better at doing something else to do that job. Yeah, it's called delegation, isn't it? And a lot of people won't delegate, and that is a really bad thing for them um, to get stuck with. So let's get into the whole thing about leaders eat last when we're in the army, right, so we're out on operations and always, always we would, as an officer and certainly as an NCO, you would send your diggers or soldiers, as everyone else in the world calls them, we call them diggers in Australia, we would send our soldiers 
forward to eat first. And that's just the way it is. So that's where that whole idea is that leaders eat last. But there's a reason for that because if the shit hits a fan and you like when you're on operations, who are the first people that go are called to action and, and duty? Well that's is the diggers. Um but yeah. also I mean just to, to clarify that a little bit, it's it's not like everyone down tools and went to the mess hall. It's yeah, like exactly. you'd be on staggered rotation mm-hmm. so that you'd always have someone guarding the perimeter mm-hmm. um while the other crew were in eating and then once they'd finished they'd come back and relieve the, the other people that were on picket. Yeah. And then they'd all be eaten and um be ready and observant yep. back out on the, the gunpoint. And then the NCO, senior NCOs and the officers would also then stagger through yep. and and eat so that there was always someone in the command position, mm-hmm. always on duty, mm-hmm. that there was never any time that there was no one in control exactly. or in charge. See, I, it's funny because we're talking about the military, but I mean... As nurses, that's how we run our shift. You can't all just go and have a meal time, a meal break, all at the same time. You need to have a skeleton staff on the ward to look after whatever's going on, and then you stagger your meal breaks. That's just, you know, common sense. Oh, it's time optimization. Exactly, because, you know, just because you need to eat doesn't mean that the patients can stop you know, going to the toilet, bleeding all over the floor, vomiting everywhere and everything else like that. Life goes on. And this is one of the things when people talk about leaders eat last is sometimes leaders eat with their soldiers. But in that situation, obviously, you send your soldier through the, you know, the cafeteria line before you because that's manners. But the thing is, and this is what I really want to highlight with this episode, is, is that although... Leaders may eat last. They still eat. Yeah, that's a that's a definite given. It's it's like you don't put yourself in a situation where there is no food. Exactly. Otherwise, you're doing it wrong. I mean, um, I don't. I guess there are situations when they're out on patrol and things like that, and um, you know, rations are scarce. But everyone will have something to eat. You know, like obviously the people that are doing the bigger physical load, they will eat the most. But here's the thing about it. Leaders are paid to think. If you are starving and you have no food and your brain is like dehydrated, then you're not going to be able to do your job. Yeah, you're not going to come up with the big ideas. Yep. So sacrificing. the ideas to actually make money to buy food. Yeah, so sacrificing you and your your meal for your soldiers is not what this is about, you know, this whole thing about leaders eat last. It's like in that the operative word is there is that they eat. They exactly. don't starve themselves for the sake of everyone else. There is no requirement for you to do that. And um, that's where I think a lot of people get this, you know, like, you know. Topsy-turvy. Yeah, exactly. They get it really backwards. Well, yeah, because it comes back to prior preparation and planning prevents piss poor performance. Exactly. How many P's is that? Seven P's. The seven P's of leadership. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's a case of it all starts with that planning mm-hmm. and preparing and then you go into the execution mm-hmm. and then it then goes into a debrief stage where you get to 
look at what you've done and see how you can do it better for the Mm -hmm. next time. Yeah. Yeah. But you're always eating. Yeah, exactly. So the the thing about it is that, you know, Everyone has a job to do. So your soldiers have their job. The the uh, junior NCOs or non-commissioned officers have their job to do. You know, they're like the corporals. And then the senior NCOs, they're the sergeants and the warrant officers. They have their job to do. Then the lieutenants, captains, majors, all the way up to general, right? But each one of those gets a different view of the bigger picture. So for the, the soldiers on the ground, you know, um, that are out patrolling and ambushing and doing, you know, the fire and movement kind of operations. Yeah, cleaning out the uh, the <laughs> latrines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's a job that needs to be done, unfortunately. But um, when they're out doing that job, they've probably got like a three-foot view of the world. You know, and they don't necessarily like it, but that is their piece of the puzzle that they need to concentrate Especially on. Especially if it's a long drop. <laughs> it's <laughs> exactly. a three-foot view. Yeah. That is quite a quite a view. Don't look down. <laughs> um, then the, the senior NCOs, they might have like a 30-foot a view. The officers will have like the 3,000-foot view. The generals, they'll have the view of the whole planet. When you are, an, when you are a leader, I was going to say officer, but when you are a leader... You get the bigger view and you are paid to think. So that's why starving yourself is never a good idea. And guess no. what? No one appreciates it anyway. No one likes a martyr. No, definitely not. Yeah, the soldiers will actually look at you and laugh that you've been an idiot when there's food there that could potentially go to waste. But it's like, oh, yes, leaders eat, need to eat last and you know, you sacrifice yourself when there's still food left over. So leaders, your job is just as important as everyone else. You may need to eat last, but always remember, feed yourself as well. Just don't starve yourself. There's nothing to be gained by that in business and yeah. in life. Because without you, there is no anyone else. Exactly. There's no, no business. There's no deployment mm-hmm. or anything like that. Yep. Because, I mean, small businesses employ people. Right, so if, if they lose their leader, then they lose all direction, and as as we used to say in the army, the the fish rots from the head first, doesn't it? Yeah, from the and head that's down. where the leadership is is the head of this whole operation. So that's why you need to look after yourself. You need to look after your your mental health, your physical health, everything, and make sure that your needs are met. So yes, let your soldiers. So, you know, in, in quotation marks, your soldiers eat first and look after them, but make sure you look after everyone, including yourself, because without you, nothing else happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's it, Ray. We've had a good old little rant here. Yeah. And, and <laughs> if you want to hear um, our previous episode on leadership, that's mm-hmm. uh, episode number two, and I'll stick a link in the bottom of the show notes. Perfect. Yeah. Excellent. Well, again, thank you very much for trusting us with your eardrums. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and we'll catch you on the next podcast. Okie dokie. Bye for now. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Come on over to BreakingThroughTheBS.com. That's BreakingThroughTheBS.com. And that's where you'll find all the episodes and all of the show notes. And remember, if you like the show, subscribe and leave a review. And let all your friends know about Breaking Through the BS. We'll catch you at the next show. Bye for now.